0: dealer. You're listening to The Hammer and Nigel Show. It's Nigel Guy Relford, 2A attorney, licensed firearms instructor, host of The Gun Guy Show, uh, filling in for Hammer, and uh, we've got a bunch of people on the line waiting to talk to you. This yeah. is Ask the Gun Guy, so I'll hand it over to you, man.
1: Absolutely. No, I love doing this segment. Let's go right to the phone lines. And by the way, we got a whole bunch of people on hold. We're going to try to get to uh, everybody, but if you wouldn't mind keeping your questions or comments uh, concise, I would greatly appreciate it. Let's go right to the phone lines. I believe we have uh uh Indianapolis City County Councilor uh, Michael Paul Hart on the line, if I uh if if I understood producer Allison correctly. Is that you, Counselor Hart? Yes
0: sir. yes,
1: sir, this is me. Oh well, it's so nice for you to join the show. We appreciate it very much.
0: My pleasure. Caught it at a good time. You guys happen to be on the radio while I was going to pick my kids up from school. Awesome.
1: What what can I do so, for yeah, you?
0: Yeah, my yeah. Quick question. So, you know, I had the kids on the mind going to pick them up. You know, we just got through these elections. We're, we're back as Republicans in a super minority. We've got Joe Hogshead again as president or as uh, mayor, thankfully not president, as, uh, as mayor. And, you know, I just don't I, I'm, I'm optimistic that Indianapolis becomes safer. But, you know, if, if things keep going the way they're going, it's not going to happen. And so I'm thinking about my kids. I'm thinking about gun safety. And my kids are 13 and 9. What what's a, what are your recommendations on teaching gun safety to kids that age?
1: Oh, gosh. I, great, uh, it's a great It's a great question, and thanks so much for calling in. Um, but, I mean, I've taught gun safety in terms of, like, the NRA Eddie Eagle program that just talks about stop, don't touch, leave the area, tell an adult yeah. to preschoolers. That's what I tell my kids. So, yeah, and it's a, a great a program. One. So, you get all the way up to nine years old and then 13, you can go to that next step and start talking even about basic marksmanship, even with a nine-year-old, certainly a 13-year-old. I've had people come take my NRA basic pistol class. I once had a 12-year-old who was... Is by far the best shot in the class. In fact, I've, I I love this picture. I post it on my, on my social media all the time. It's me down on one knee to be down on his level with my arms around him, posing it for a picture, and this this kid's now on the Purdue rifle team. I kid you not. But anyway, That's uh, awesome. 13, it, I, it's, no, full-blown marksmanship, safety, the whole thing. Nine-year-old, I think the beginning of marksmanship, or you're still right there with them, uh, maintaining control over the firearm, uh, but allowing them to get a feel for a trigger, get a, get a, get a feel for sight. Picture um, and uh, and 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 more um, and 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 certainly all the rules of gun safety, the basic rules that you know we drill into everybody, no matter what age, about keep the gun pointed in a safe direction. Always keep the gun or always handle a gun as if it's loaded. Always keep your finger off the trigger until you're on target, ready to shoot. Always know your target and anything aligned with your target. I mean, it's never too young to start drilling those principles in, um, and I would certainly start on that with both. But then even work up through uh, gun handling and marksmanship. And, and a lot of that depends on the maturity level of the child as well. And I, you know, I defer to you 100 percent on that as their parent. Um, but no, it's not too early uh, by any means. Let's go back to the phone lines. And Jeff has called in. Jeff, welcome to Hammer and Nigel, man. What do you got for us,
0: guy? Nigel. I'm going to tell you a quick story. So I'm going to make it real quick. Sure. Hey, I'm up after golfing one day with my son in Greenwood. We're driving up 37. We pull over because there's an older man. I'm 60 years old. Gun carrier for over forty-two years at the time, uh, and served the country. I call, I come up and I was like, man, he's got a buck there, and it had been hit, it had been, and he was trying to harvest the deer. So I'm telling them, or telling him, get a hold of the sheriff, get a hold of DNR. Yep. yep. you know this the way you do it. Uh, and and a truck pulls up behind us. Two guys get out of it. One guy <laughs> comes up, takes a forty-five out, shoots it in the head. Yeah. on the D line. We're three God. Feet from the deer. And he did not understand that that bullet could have hit
1: any of us oh, coming yeah. off the deer. It could deflect off there the skull. It go through and hit the pavement. All kinds of bad things can happen. Yeah, well, Good Lord. Yeah, no, it's a it's an interesting story. You know, listen, I'm sure out in the country, uh, and yeah. you know, I've hit a deer before, and I'm sure part of it is you. You know, you don't want the deer to suffer if it's hurt very badly, and and I get it. I'm not going to criticize anybody who wants to uh, put that down, put down that deer in a humane way, and then even harvest the deer. But as you said, Jeff, there's a way to do that. You want to call local law enforcement? Certainly get DNR involved because you know you you've just uh, you're driving. Down down the uh, down the down the road, and you've got hooves and antlers sticking out of your trunk. Um, then uh, somebody could definitely pull you over, and you have some 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 tough questions from law enforcement if you haven't done that the right way. So, and and safety obviously is a first and foremost concern. And uh, and, and 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 that didn't sound uh, all that safe to me, depending on circumstances. Let's go back to the phone lines, and we've got Jim. Jim, welcome to Hammer and Nigel.
0: Yeah, hey guys. Hey, uh, so I travel a little bit for work. Um, they encourage us to use a pool vehicle, um, and I drive the pool vehicle home. We usually, stay the night at my house, and I leave from there to go to a hotel for a night or two, and then travel back to my house. What, what, what are your thoughts on? I like to keep my sidearm or a uh, pistol with me when I go to a hotel like that, especially I stay traveling in the vehicle with a pool company pool car. Uh, can I get in trouble for that, or should I stay away from that? What's your advice?
1: Yeah, I mean, you say you're, you're going to another state. Did you mention Illinois? I'm not sure I was hearing you no, right. I had some static. No, no,
0: no, no. Okay. No, Illinois is not. No, we're, I, <laughs> I travel usually to uh, Michigan, you know, state in my Okay, all right.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, the, the first thing to check, Jim, is um, – and first of all, um, I didn't ask, um, so um, I'll ask you. Do you, you have an Indiana license to carry a handgun? Yes. Okay. Well, you know, um, Michigan, Kentucky uh, – Uh, uh, Ohio all recognize the Indiana license. Um, so that's answer number one. They're actually, even in Illinois, they have what's called a safe harbor uh, provision in the Illinois law that's new. It's only been around a couple of years where you can actually drive into Illinois and possess a gun in your vehicle with an Indiana license to carry a handgun, even in Illinois. Um, if you get out of the vehicle, it has to stay locked out of sight in the vehicle. Um, but but and, and frankly, I don't trust Illinois law enforcement, at least at all levels, to even understand what that law is. So the first is, is to check, do they recognize the Indiana license they do not in illinois but they have that safe harbor provision secondly do they have constitutional carry because a lot of these states now kentucky included um, are passing constitutional carry where you can even carry there without a license separately though um you know could you get in trouble from your employer that's a whole separate question um there indiana does allow your employer to say you cannot have a gun in a in the in the employer's vehicle and if they say have a policy that says, hey, we're going to fire you, um, if you have a gun in one of our vehicles, um, then they can do that, and, and it's not illegal. There is some protection for employees under Indiana law, but that has to do with having a gun in your own vehicle on company property, as long as the gun's locked out of sight so in, if, in the employee's vehicle. So if you're it,
0: traveling like from state to state, and even though Indiana's permitless carry, your suggestion would be to get a, a license?
1: Well, yeah, it makes sense. And there's actually an article if people want to look up the specifics. Um, I haven't um, uh, updated this article since Florida passed constitutional carry, but on the2wayproject.com, my gun rights organization, I wrote an article um, that talks about all the states that recognize Indiana's license. There are 32 of them. Hmm. Plus, there are now 25 other states that have constitutional carry. And they all recognize it now for non-residents, just like Indiana does. North Dakota used to limit constitutional carry or permitless carry only to North, North Dakota residents, but they changed that uh, just last summer. So now all 25 of those states allow it for non-residents. So there are seven states that don't have constitutional carry but do recognize our license. Where's that article at? At the Two com. Guy Relford, the gun guy, filling in for Hammer. We're in the middle
0: of uh, Ask the Gun Guy, so uh, I'll let you go ahead and uh, run the show there if you have a question for Guy Relford, 239-9393.
1: You bet. Let's jump right back into it. And I don't think we've talked to Roger yet. Roger, welcome to Hammer and Nigel.
0: Thank you, sir. Uh, I'm a retired state police officer. Yes, sir. And and I have tried to uh, teach my wife how to use my pistols, (laughs) and granted – You know, me and I want a spring chicken. She's 72, but very physically good shape, and I'll be 72 tomorrow, I hate to say. But she doesn't have enough strength to jack one from the magazine into the chamber. Now she can squeeze the trigger off, no problem. So I've tried my my revolver, my 38. Well, by the time she gets it up, she can't do it with one hand. By the time she gets it up— It's got that
1: long, heavy trigger pull. She's got to use two fingers on the trigger, doesn't she? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so I was just wondering— what would a type of pistol could
0: I buy her that would be safe? Because if, if she had a semi-automatic, she's got to be able to jack
1: at uh, chamber back. Yeah, to and rack, rack the slide. Yeah. Rack well, the slide. they they do make some guns. I be, I believe Smith and Wesson Shield. They have an easy model uh, in 380 that's specifically designed. Um, uh, for folks that may have you know some hand strength issues but Roger and yeah. and 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 listen you were a state trooper for a long time you know uh, uh, your way right. around firearms but even yeah. um, otherwise you um, that there, there are there are certain tricks to racking the slide, even even for a, a lady in her seventies. In a sense that a lot of people want to grab the slide just on the back of the slide with just their thumb and their forefinger and just pull back with two digits. Mm. And your your, your fingers want to slide off the slide. It's really I hard to do, do that. And 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 or, or for instance, um, you know they 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 even if they grab it correctly by using the whole base of their hand on the left side of the slide. And, and, and reaching over with all four fingers. They also don't use the trick, which is to not only pull back with their left hand for a right-handed shooter um, on the slide, but also to push forward on the grip at the same time you're pulling back on the slide. So you can use two hands. You're pulling back on the slide with your left, left hand. And with your grip hand, you're pushing forward on the slide with your right hand. So you're actually, instead of using two fingers, using two whole hands. So that's something that where I've shown some people the tricks on that, particularly ladies who weren't comfortable um, with uh, with a semi-automatic, they went, oh my gosh, that's so much easier. It's like anything. It's just knowing the trick and how to do it, and people get comfortable, and they're able to do it really easily after that, but also having the right kind of gun that doesn't have a really stiff recoil spring, and they make some guns specifically um, for that uh, type of a user. Let's go back to the phone lines, and Lois has called in. I think it's Lois. Uh, no, it's Lewis. Oh, Lewis! I'm sorry, brother. I, my, my. Forgive me. You know what? Uh, Producer Allison had it exactly right in the in uh, in the in the computer. I just pronounced it wrong, so I apologize. I'm gonna have to get you for that. <laughs> what you got for? Hey, us? um, um, is there a procedure,
0: if any, to follow to return a gun after uh, IMPD has? Investigated the
1: situation. Oh, 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 oh. IMPDs. We're talking about Marion County Property Room here, huh?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's only ready to return. What's he mean? Return? Like get it to back? to get it back? Oh, we I talked it, about I this. I want it back. Yeah. yeah really we want want about that. Yeah.
1: Let me tell you. I've I've often uh, sort of made a a somber joke that there ought to be a sign above the door in the Marion County Property Room that says uh, uh, "Abandon all hope, ye guns that enter here." <laughs> um because it it, it and, and we actually did an exposé uh Richard Essex at Wish TV and I right. collaborated yeah. and about how uh, we think they're even violating the law but they right now um they they want proof of ownership well first of all the case has to be over whatever the reason is why they took it in um that has to be over and it has to be released by the t- detective sometimes there's no case um you could be uh the victim of a burglary and your client your your gun got got stolen and you're the cuz you're the victim of the crime And uh, you just want your gun back because the the case is over. They don't need it as evidence anymore. They're requiring proof of ownership, and they want like a receipt from when you bought the gun. And how many people have inherited guns (laughs) or they bought guns from private individuals? There's no receipt. Um, And they're demanding that. And and there's been some discussion of a class action lawsuit, Um, but... The, the procedure, if this works for you, is to make sure the case is over, the lead detective in any criminal case associated with the seizure uh, or taking that into the evidence room um, has released the gun, then go in there with, with ID and proof of ownership, and you might have a shot at getting that then released. We got time for another quick one?
0: Eh, Probably not.
1: Probably not. Okay. Travis Vance. Hey, I'm so sorry. Do me a favor. Call my show on Saturday. Yeah, You're on
0: Saturday, 5 to 7, right? 5 to 7.
1: Give me a call. Same number. Give me a call, uh, and we'll get to you on my show on Saturday. Mike, too, has called in. So you guys uh, call back during my show. We'll get right to you. We'll be right back. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.